It was my first time in Barcelona. I bought a Rolling Stone magazine in Spanish and sat down on La Rambla. La Rambla is the main pedestrian tourist street in Barcelona, where people paint themselves silver and move like robots, play instruments, panhandle. It's basically the tourist center of Barcelona. Be careful with your belongings on La Rambla. Did you hear that? Be careful with your belongings. So I took my Rolling Stone and sat down on a set of chairs they have set up instead of benches all along La Rambla. I placed my backpack on the ground below me with my leg through the strap so nobody could take it. I surveyed the area, took in the craziness all around me, and plunged in. I focused intensely on my rolling stone, with my notebook and pen and dictionary kind of spread out on top of me. Soon, I entered the zone. I don't know how long passed, a few minutes, 15, enough that I had totally lost myself in the task at hand. Until suddenly, one of the girls sitting on the group of chairs to my right says, did you have a backpack under your chair? Well, that's not a good question to hear when you did indeed have a backpack under your chair. I stood up suddenly and they yelled, he went that way, and pointed toward Plaza Catalunya, one of the busiest plazas or squares in the whole city. We're talking tourist central here, lots of people. I instinctively ran in that direction, not knowing what I'd do even if I found the guy. As I turned the corner into Plaza Catalunya, the Hard Rock Cafe directly to my right, I miraculously saw the guy from behind going through my bag. I put my hand on his shoulder forcefully, kind of churning him around, and said in English, give me back my bag. And he did. He looked frightened also and threw the bag at me immediately and ran away. My first thought was, crap, that was too easy. He probably already got my camera and passport. But after a quick inspection, I'm glad to report everything was there. I went back to the girls on La Rambla and held up my bag victoriously. Turns out they were studying in Florence, Italy for the semester just in Barcelona for the week. We all went to dinner that night. Gringo one, thief zero. So what was I doing in that chair with the rolling stone? What took my focus so much that I unknowingly removed my leg from the strap of my backpack and didn't notice when some dude crunched down behind me, placed a newspaper over my bag, then picked them both up at the same time? Well, that's easy. Only the most intense Spanish learning method known to man, I was doing the puzzle strategy. <laughs> Hola, soy Jordan, and this is a Spanish quickie. Fast, easy Spanish lessons from somebody who speaks your language. Before we jump in, I want to dedicate this video to Jeff Jarvis. I first came to know Jeff through the podcast This Week in Google, and since Jeff is my favorite character on the podcast, I checked him out on Facebook. And what do you know? Mr. Jarvis is learning Spanish, mainly to read news articles and communicate with his fellow journalists and educators. He does the podcast for fun. So Jeff Jarvis, this is for you, and this isn't just some random video. The puzzle strategy is not only the best way to improve your Spanish, short of interacting with a real person, the puzzle strategy is not only the best way to identify what specifically you need to work on, what words you don't know, what grammar rules confuse you, whatever trips you up, that's what you need to work on. But the puzzle strategy is best done with news articles. You can do it with any written Spanish, song lyrics, movie subtitles, but news articles are best. Find something you're interested in and preferably know a little bit about already so you have have 
context. The fastest way to show you how the puzzle strategy works is just to show you. So in this video, we're going to translate, more like decode, the very beginning of this article. It's about the current election in Peru, a really interesting story. There's a link to the article and everything else I mentioned in this video below this video. The reason I call it the puzzle strategy is, especially when you first start, translating or understanding what you read isn't as simple as just looking up every word in the dictionary. The first problem is the verbs. There are so many different conjugations, so even recognizing a word is a verb when you're not familiar with all the different conjugations can be a challenge. And most dictionaries don't list all the different forms of verbs. You have to look up the infinitive form of the verb usually. The second problem is the prepositions. Prepositions are weird. One preposition, like the word en in Spanish, can mean so many different things in English depending on the context. En can mean in, on, inside, on top of, for, during, so many things. A in Spanish is really weird too. Another preposition. Did you learn that a means to, like to? That's what they taught me, and it does, but it also means at, into, by, and sometimes it means nothing. Just ignore it. And then finally, there are the dreaded pronouns. Even if you understand all the words, if you don't know your pronouns really well, it's difficult to know who is doing what to whom. Because of all this, the bad news is, the less you know, the harder the puzzle strategy will be. But the good news is, the more and faster you'll learn. This is the best strategy I have for improving your Spanish quickly. Now, my translations are my translations. Yours might be different, and they could both be right. That's because words don't mean words, remember. They stand for ideas. What words you choose in English to communicate that idea might be different from what I choose. For example, if we both see the word empezar in Spanish, you might say it means to start, and I might say it means to begin. We'd both be right because we both have the same image in our head. Okay, let's do this. We're gonna read this article about the election in Peru. When we don't know something, we'll look it up or investigate. It's often best to skip the pronouns and prepositions at first, look up the main words, then circle back again. I suggest you keep a list of all the words you encounter but don't know. Don't stop and make the flashcards one at a time. Keep a list and make all the flashcards at once. Making them one at a time is just a distraction. Okay, this first pre-headline is pretty simple. Elecciones en Peru means elections in Peru. Even if you're a beginner, you probably got this, but if you don't know any word, just look it up. Google Translate works, but it's not optimal. Google Translate is better for full sentences, and it's really important that you don't just copy and paste the entire sentence or paragraph at once. That totally defeats the purpose. It's much better to look up each word individually in a dictionary. I like wordreference.com. It takes longer this way, but this is how you'll improve your Spanish, not by pasting an entire sentence or paragraph into Google Translate. It was almost easier back in the day before the internet because you couldn't cheat, but don't cheat. Look up one word at a time and figure this out yourself. The more you struggle, the more you cry, the longer you take, the more you're learning. Elecciones and Peru are both really obvious, and if you type either of those into the dictionary, you'll see immediately they mean elections and Peru, respectively. The word en is pretty easy here too. It means in, but en doesn't always mean in. It can also mean on and a few other things. Context tells you exactly what it means in each case. En in Spanish and in and on in English are prepositions, and prepositions are weird because they have so many meanings depending on their context. In this sentence, context clearly tells us en means in, not on. Elections on Peru? That doesn't work. Elections in Peru. So 
Ken is in, in this case. Continuing with the main headline, it says Kiko Fujimori followed by a colon. Kiko Fujimori is a person. She's a presidential candidate in Peru right now. So Kiko Fujimori said, Respetare la no reelección presidencial. If you're familiar with the future tense, you'll immediately recognize respetare as the first person singular future tense conjugation of respetar. So I will respect. But if you're a beginner, you probably wouldn't have recognized that the E with the accent after the AR means the future tense. And you might not even have recognized respetar in there at all. And thus, you'd have no idea what it meant and even worse, no idea what to look up. Because if you look up respetare in a dictionary, it probably won't be listed. Remember, they only list verbs in the infinitive form usually. Here's how you handle this. Go to wordreference.com and start to type in the word. As you type, it'll make suggestions just like Google would. So by the time you get to R-E-S-P-E-T, you'll see the word we're looking for, respetare, isn't listed. That probably means it's a conjugated verb. So look for a verb. We know that verbs in Spanish end in A-R, E-R, or I-R, so respetar is our only choice. Respeto and the other suggestions here are other forms of the word, like nouns and adjectives. So now we know that respetare comes from the verb respetar, but you still might not know what the E with the accent after the AR means. To figure this out, you go to SpanishDick.com slash conjugation, remember links to everything are below this video, and type in respetar. It'll give you every conjugation. Look through the conjugations until you find what you're looking for. In this case, respetare right here under the future tense. Since respetare is in the future section and it's in the first box, it's first person singular future. Respetar is to respect. Respetare is I will respect. See how this is like a puzzle? Now in my videos, I use conjugation charts with two columns, but this website obviously uses just one column. It's the same info though, and it's not hard to switch in your head between formats. If you didn't know the word respetar means to respect, you should write it down on your word list and later make a flashcard for it and memorize it. That way, next time you see it, you'll know it. If you didn't know that the E with the accent after the AR means first person singular future tense, that means you need to learn future tense conjugation. And if you didn't understand that the first box is always singular first person, the yo form, then you need to go back and practice the basic idea of conjugation. A lot of this stuff I made videos about already and I'll leave all the links below this video. I haven't made any future tense videos yet though. I will at some point for sure. I think the rest is pretty simple, although a bit awkward. La means the. If you don't know that, you need to learn about articles, which I do have a video about. But looking la up in the dictionary would have gotten you the answer as well. And of course, no means no. Then reelección is clearly re-election and presidencial is presidential. But if you didn't recognize either of those words, just typing them into the dictionary would have gotten you there. So altogether, respetare la no reelección presidencial. I will respect the no re-election presidential. And I translate that to, I will respect no presidential re-election. La no reelección presidencial is a specific term they're using in Peru right now. You'll see it again in the first real paragraph in quotes. It's a specific term. Context really helps with understanding. I know the general situation, not the specifics, but bottom line, Kiko Fujimori's dad is a past president now serving time in jail. I guess the constitution in Peru limits you to two terms, but back in the day, Kiko's father, Alberto Fujimori, when he was president, he did some bad stuff and some good stuff. Some people love him, some people hate him. But the bad stuff he did had to do with disbanding Congress, re 
rewriting the Constitution, then passing a law that modified the Constitution, allowing him to run for a third term. This law that allowed him to run for a third term was called authentic interpretation. Feel free to correct me if I'm wrong about any of this. So now this subheadline says, in 1996, Alberto Fujimori promulgó. Let's start with just that part. In 1996, Alberto Fujimori promulgó. That's pretty clear up until promulgó. If you're familiar with the past tense already, you'll recognize that O with the accent means the singular third person preterite tense. But to be honest, when I first read this, I didn't know what that word meant. So I went to the dictionary and typed in promulgar. I knew it was an AR verb because ER and IR verbs end in IO with an accent over the O usually. But you could have just typed in P-R-O-M-U-L and seen that no word promulgo exists. So it's probably a conjugated verb and the only verb listed is promulgar. Promulgar means to promulgate, which isn't very helpful, but it also means to publish or down here to enact a law. That's what we're looking for. So we know promulgar means to enact a law. But what's the O with the accent mean? To figure that out, you need to look at the conjugation charts. So you type in promulgar and look for promulgo. You'll find it right here under the preterite tense and it's in the third box, so third person singular. And that makes sense since they're talking about what Alberto Fujimori did in 1996. He enacted a law. In 1996, Alberto Fujimori enacted a law. If any of that didn't make sense, you need to work on past tense conjugation. I have tons of past tense videos on my website. Okay, let's keep going. Una norma. With this word, I didn't really have a translation in my head other than norm, which did me fine. With context, I had the right image in my head, but for the sake of this video, I looked it up. Norma translates as regulation, rule, guideline, and look here, norm. So now, going back to the sentence, promulgo in this sentence doesn't really mean enact a law. It really just means enact because norma here is what they're using for law or policy. So in 1996, Alberto Fujimori enacted a policy Just look up any words you don't recognize. Then, de la constitución, of the constitution. De is a preposition that can mean many different things, but in both cases there, of is the best translation. E, just a Y, means and. But if you didn't know that, just look it up quickly. Then here's where it can get tricky. Se presentó a la reelección. We'll come back to se in a second. Pronouns are tough at the beginning, so I find it best to figure out the rest first, then look at the sentence again and try to figure out what's going on. So, presento is basically the same as promulgo was earlier. The O with the accent means it's the preterite tense. If you didn't know that, you do the same as before. Look up the word, you'll see presento doesn't exist, and that the verb is presentar. Presentar can mean a bunch of things, but in this case, to present is really the best translation. And the O with the accent means the preterite tense. So, presento means presented or he presented because the subject is Alberto Fujimori. Then, a la reelección. La reelección is easy and we already saw it, the re-election. But why ah? The truth is, prepositions are hard. Why do we say for re-election? Why do we ride on a bus, on an airplane, but in a car? Prepositions are kind of just random. So we say for re-election and they say to the re-election, basically, or a la reelección. And notice they use la, but we don't say the. So in 1996, Alberto Fujimori enacted a policy of authentic interpretation of the Constitution and, we still have a hole here, presented for re-election. The only real skill I applied so far was translating 
a la reelección to for re-election and not to to the re-election. And before this article, I didn't know how to translate it like that. Context told me to the re-election? No, that's not how we talk, but it's obviously how they talk. Okay, last thing in this subtitle, the se. If you're familiar with reflexive verbs and I made a video about them, you'll know that's what this is. Se is the third person reflexive pronoun. Se presentó is he presented himself. But even if you didn't know that, with context, looking at the whole sentence together, you'd probably be able to figure that out. He enacted a policy of authentic interpretation and presented himself for re-election. Do you now get how this is an awesome way to see how sentences are formed and to discover what you need to work on? Now this process obviously takes a long time when you're looking up every word and discussing it in depth like we have been. And this video is running longer than I planned, so here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to continue with the first sentence of the first paragraph right now, then stop. But I made a free bonus video for you where I go over more of the article in a bit of a faster, more natural way. In the free bonus video, you'll be able to see exactly what I see on my computer screen as I read the article, look up the words I don't know, and decode what's actually being said. I include my commentary, of course. So let's continue with the first paragraph right now, then grab the free bonus video below this video to continue with the article. A little wardrobe change. This video was going so long I was getting sweaty. Okay, los 10 candidatos a la presidencia de Peru. The 10 candidates for the presidency of Peru. If you didn't know any of those words, just look them up as usual. Notice in Spanish, it's a la presidencia, which in English would be said for the presidency. So same as before, a usually means two, but in this case, it really is best translated as four. Prepositions are tricky. They're kind of wild cards. They can mean anything. Context rules. De can mean many things, but the most common translation is of, and that's true again in this case. De Peru, of Peru. Then they use the word celebraron. That looks a lot like celebrate, and it is. Celebrar, the infinitive form of the verb, does mean to celebrate. And the A-R-O-N ending, that's again the preterite tense, which is the past tense, so celebraron is celebrated, third person plural. If you didn't know any of that, just treat this verb like we did all the verbs earlier. Figure out the infinitive form of the verb with the dictionary, then use the conjugation charts to figure out what the A-R-O-N ending means. Let's continue, and I'm just gonna fill in what I think I know right away, skipping little words and things I don't know. Then we'll swing around again. That's how this needs to be done sometimes. So, the 10 candidates for the presidency of Peru celebrated El Domingo, which is the Sunday, un debate electoral. Pretty easy, I think, an electoral debate. Then there's previo. Previo looks a lot like previous, so we'll just use that for now and see if it makes sense when we come back around. Then, a los comicios. I really have no idea what comicios are, so let's look it up. Elections. Comicios is another word for elections. Then, de esta semana, of this week. If you didn't know any of those words, the dictionary would have cleared them up quickly. So altogether, the 10 candidates for the presidency of Peru celebrated the Sunday, an electoral debate previous to the elections of this week. That's the word-for-word -word literal translation. And from this word-for-word -word translation, you probably have the correct picture in your head. The 10 candidates for the presidency of Peru held an electoral debate Sunday before this week's elections. First off, notice the use of celebrar for had or held. Celebraron un debate electoral means they had an electoral debate or they held an electoral debate. We normally use celebrate only to commemorate something, and they use celebrar in Spanish the same way, but they also often use it when something 
just occurs, like an electoral debate. Also notice the adjective in this case, electoral, goes after the noun, debate. Then, the Sunday? That's not how we talk. They use articles with days usually, and we don't. El domingo is Sunday, not the Sunday. Then, while previo can be previous, I would say before works better here, before the elections. Let's look it up. Ah, previo means prior, so let's change before now to prior. The 10 candidates for the presidency of Peru held an electoral debate Sunday prior to this week's elections. And prior is better here than before anyway because it makes way more sense with the use of the preposition a, previo a los comicios, prior to the elections. Then finally, de esta semana. In this case, de doesn't really mean of, it's being used to show possession. I have a video about this, check it out. Comicios de esta semana, this week's elections. Please know, any translation is fine as long as it gives you the correct picture in your head. Before the elections or prior to the elections, elections of this week or this week's elections, same thing basically. That's it. If you want to go further and decode more of the article with me at a more intermediate or advanced level, click the link below this video that says free bonus video. I included my full English translation. Just a reminder, this will take a long time at the beginning. Don't be discouraged if you spend an entire hour on one paragraph. That's totally normal. The harder this is, the more you're learning. No pain, no gain kind of thing. As you get better, as you learn more words, as you learn your conjugations, as you get a feel for how prepositions and pronouns work, you'll have to look up less and less, so this process will go faster and faster. Pretty soon, you'll be able to pick up anything and basically know what it says, even when you don't know every single word. Context and experience with how the sentences are built helps tremendously. Okay, get out of here. Download the free bonus video below and watch it. Better yet, go to the original article in Spanish and do this on your own. Struggle with it. Maybe cry a little. Then download the free bonus video and my full English translation to see how you did. If your Spanish isn't where you want it to be, the puzzle strategy really is the best way to improve quickly. But it's all about being proactive. Look up the words. Look up the conjugations. Use the flashcard strategy. Use the conjugation strategy. Then I'll see you next time. Hasta luego. Adios amigo. Thank <laughs> you.